you're listening to the Derek Asante Podcast, also known as DAPS, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. I just aim to keep the discussion above the average. My guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and today I wanted to just discuss something that I've been pondering this week, this past week, and um, that is values right? The topic of values, the values we invest our time and identity into, the things that we put all this energy and time into. You know, we value different things as we get older. um, And so that's the part of the evolution of a person, right? That we change and we grow, we become something different. As always, I'd like to begin with a quote to spark new thoughts and conversations in your own uh, circles. So. Here we go. The quote reads, only in this life can a person be so much and nothing at the same time. You can be bright yet broke. You can be intelligent yet dumb. You can be talented yet no work ethic. You can be a visionary without a plan and you can have great sight and have no vision. Think about that for a minute. This quote in itself speaks volumes to me. I mean, I want you to think about it. Think about all the people that you know, okay? Because as I think about all the people that I've crossed paths with in the past, those that I'm still in contact with, and those that I'm hoping to be engaged or connected to in the future, we all experience this, okay? You can have a brilliant idea in how you can become wealthy, yet you're broke. You can be so intelligent, meaning you have all the knowledge, all this information. You just don't know how to apply it. Therefore, you are not the brightest or not the most intelligent as far as your decisions. Then you have those who are extremely talented. I mean, God-given gifts right? Yet they have absolutely no work ethic. And you can have visions, I mean, of how to accomplish and conquer certain things in life, but then you don't have a plan on how to execute that. Then you have those who have great sight as to how things were made or how things can become and, and all those things, but they have no vision of themselves actually taking the action to bring this thing to life. Either we've all experienced this at one point in life or we've encountered someone who has displayed this in life. The point I'm making is we all know somebody or at one point we were that person. So it's only in this life that a person can be so much and nothing at the same time. This is no different from a clock, a broken clock striking the same time twice in a day, right? Think about that. And I've crossed paths with these people, right? I know I'm going to meet more. And the point is, many of these people will value the wrong things as I do myself from time to time, right? And I'll give you an example of that. Like, I go through moments where I'm like, you know, I'm going to change my diet and I do it for three days. And then I fall off. I'm like, shoot, 
I know the value in adjusting the way I eat. But hard and cold habits are hard to shake. This tells me that we are programmable. It's an obvious statement, right? Yet we take it for granted every single day that we're being programmed. And I'm aware that I program myself or I allow certain things around me program my mentality, my mindset. So with that in mind, knowing that we value the wrong things at certain periods in our lives. Some people invest more time and money into shoes. That's their collections. Some people CDs, some people DVDs. Don't come for me, you new millennials. Those things are real things. <laughs> right? But I really think it's time people decided to be honest with themselves and what they want in life rather than focusing on what others think or perceive of them. Let me elaborate a little bit on that because that's important. A lot of us have come to put so much value in what someone else thinks of us or thinks we should be doing or thinks of how we should be doing something that we forget to even do that thing. We don't even get started on doing that thing. We stop thinking about possibly doing that thing. And that thing never comes to life. Until someone else does it, then we say, oh, I had this great idea. That was a visionary. Right? But didn't have any plans. <laughs> yeah, I'm better than that person. That person ain't got no skills. That was the talented person. But I had no work ethic. Yo, if I do this and I do that, I can end up here. That was a person with sight. They had no vision. They didn't see themselves there. And therefore, they never made it there. You know? So we put too much emphasis on what somebody else thinks of us. And therefore, that becomes our value. Now, a few of the things that I want to talk about in this episode, you know, but the one thing that I really want to shed some light on is that elephant in a room, or I should say in every room. And that is money. Yes, I said it. I said it. Money. It's always interesting to me that we find it as a society so easy to look on a screen or look across a room or a newspaper or an article or a video, whatever. And you hear or read a story about somebody else's situation and how much money they're settling in a divorce or how much money they bought a property for or how much money they this and that and so forth. You know what's crazy about that thought as I kept thinking about it this week? We devote so much of our time and energy in processing this and it has absolutely zero impact on our own lives besides the fact that it's feeding into our lack thereof mentality. And I'm going to elaborate on that shortly, but the point I'm trying to make is it's so easy for us to talk about other people's money and their pockets and the actions or decisions they choose to do with their money. But we are so afraid and uncomfortable 
talking about our own financial situations with not even just our friends. I'm talking with the people that you're devoted your life to. That means your wives and your husbands, your partners, your common laws, whatever situation you're in. You are so terrified of talking about your own financial situation that you're willing to say, I'm going to marry this person and they won't have a clue the amount of debt I'm bringing to the table. And they're doing the same thing. So we do this to each other, right? And then we wonder why we're ending, we end up in divorce court saying, I want half of this, half of that. I ain't got nothing for you to take. The point is, stop talking about other people's money until you are comfortable enough to talk about your own money. When they say mind your business, it just means put your mind and your focus on your business, your money, your family. Nobody wants to talk about money in relationships, but everybody wants the other person to pay for something or you want to spend all this money on this occasion and this and that, and you ain't got it. And if you do, your partner doesn't know you have it because you ain't telling. Why are we hiding our money? <laughs> I'm just calling it like I see it, man. Why are we hiding our money? Let's talk about it. Because if you don't talk about it, you won't know how to go about fixing that problem if there is a problem. You won't know how, how, to, how to go about getting more if that's your goal. You won't know how to go about managing it better or doing better if that's your goal. But you got to talk about it. And you can't be afraid to talk about it. Why? Because money doesn't give two cents whether you talk about it in a bad way or a good way. It just wants to be put to work. So let me back up a bit. See, because one of the main reasons you're not achieving your goals or accomplishing the things that you dream of or even experience the lack thereof a dream all begins with your mind and how it's set for as long as you can remember. It's all about manifestation. It's all about the manifestation. Follow me, right, for a moment. See, from the minute you think and then you feel and then you believe you lack something, you will forever lack that until your mindset changes. You are broke because you think you are. You feel like you are. And you believe deep down that this is your reality. So it's no surprise that you're still broke. Look at the opposite side of the spectrum. If that person is succeeding, do you think they're talking about the fact that they're broke or thinking about it? Do you think they believe that they could be broke? Nope. They're thinking the opposite. And I mean complete. How can I keep doing what I'm doing? What do I need to do to be better than I am now? Hmm, what is that person doing differently because they're doing what I want to be doing? See the different mindset? They are embracing change. But on the flip side of the coin, poverty, as we all know it, begins as a temporary solution. Poverty is a temporary solution or situation, sorry. Poverty begins as a temporary situation and it only becomes permanent 
when we accept it as it's our norm. This is no different from any other situation. It applies. If you think it and you feel it, then you, you know, believe it. That's what it'll become. It doesn't matter what it is. Read about it. It's the law of attractions. So what do you value most? Channel your energy into that. Right? The problem is, a lot of people have come to believe that they don't have a choice. Oh, these are the cards I've been dealt, and I don't have a choice in the matter. Where am I going to go? I can't afford a house. I can't afford a condo. My job isn't paying me well. It's always an external issue, right? An external force that we blame because it's easy. It's easier than looking in the mirror and looking at yourself and pointing the finger at yourself and saying, shit, it's me. Nobody wants to admit that it's them. Even the person who cheats in a relationship still doesn't believe it's their fault. The other person, you know, threw themselves at them. They kissed me first, whatever the scenario is. The point is, we are conditioned this way to believe that nothing present. You have to be willing to be present. That's critical. Because we have a, a situation where we tend to live in the past. Think about that for a minute. The decisions that you make, the choices that you make, the actions that you take, they are all influenced by something that you did in the past. I'm guilty of this. I constantly remind myself, I don't want to be my father. What he did was in the past, but it's still here with me today. I can admit to that. There's so many other things that I bring with me from the past to keep me moving in the forward, in the, in the present. Now, what are the things that you keep bringing up from the past that's influencing your choices today? Sometimes you're going to have to let some of those things go. I'm going to explain that in a little bit, right? So you have to choose to be present, to be willing to forgive your past. That's critical. I want you to think about that for a minute, seriously. Because if history repeats itself, then the question is, what have you learned? If history repeats itself, what have you learned? What I've learned or discovered is that our past is constantly finding ways to occupy space in our present moments. And we allow this to happen. But why? To that question, I don't know if I have an answer for you. But it's a great way for you to get on that journey and start figuring out why. Why do we allow our past to occupy space and essential space in our present moments? Something to really process. And then it got me thinking as I kept processing that one, right? Got me thinking, why do you think so many people aren't growing up or evolving for the better? Again, we allow the past to occupy our present. Right? So I personally, I personally avoid, you know, um, reunion uh, events. Uh, sometimes it's by choice, and sometimes 
is for personal reasons, right? And sometimes it's really just scheduling. But majority of the time, to be honest, it's, it's a choice. I probably choose not to go just because I don't want to go down memory lane. I don't want to reminisce. I don't want to go back in the past. I lived it. I experienced it. I was there. What good is it going to do for me today? So if I was broke then, you're telling me it's okay for me to go back and hang out with the friends that I was broke with, reminisce about the experiences that we all went through. And then when I leave there, where does that place me mentally and emotionally? It keeps me there for another day or two because now I'm thinking about them and those days and the great times and the bad times and all those memories. That's two days gone spent in the past, but I could have been more productive, maybe even happier in the present. You see what I mean? Now, if I meet up with those people and we start conjuring up plans for the future and how we can work together and build together, that would be incredible. And for that reason, I might attend one, but I'm betting that that's not what's gonna happen. And I know that's not gonna happen because again, no one is comfortable talking about their dirty laundry and usually money is at the center of it. So if no one is really disclosing anything of the present, then there's a greater chance that that idea or vision that I have of maybe building something for the future with somebody from that reunion event, most likely not going to happen. The other reason why that might not even happen is because they still see me in that light way back then. They have no idea who I am today. And that's going to be their expectations, right? We're going to have their own, they're going to have their own prejudgments as I am. And I'm going to come with the event, come to the event with that. And that doesn't benefit me or them. So I'm right back at square one. And the choice that I make, I'm always going to be happy with, which is, I'm going to focus on me right where I'm at and how I'm going to get to my next step. So back to the original statement or question, why do you think so many people aren't growing up or evolving for the better? And it's because so many of us don't know how to let go and move on. Until we learn that, we're always going to rely on these reunion events. And I use that as a metaphor because we have these reoccurring events from the past in our own personal lives. It has nothing to do with a school reunion or anything like that, right? It's that moment where you have those deja vu moments. Like, wait a minute, this feels like I've been here before. That's because you have not too long ago, right? So you have to see the world and yourself differently than you previously did in order to experience change and growth. You got to give up something. This is a part of the challenge, right? We're not willing to give up anything, but we want everything, right? We're not willing to give up anything right now, but we want the world. Well, how can you have the world if you don't have the space to keep it in? You know? And I say that to say we have to make sure we choose better for ourselves first and foremost. Because if I can't take care of me, I'm not in good health. There's no way I can help somebody else. There's no way I'm going to be a benefit to anybody else. There's no way I can be a resource 
to anybody else because I'm no good. Nobody wants a rotten apple, orange, peach, avocado, or any of that. Nobody. So don't act like you're the person that wants all those bad fruits or vegetables. We all know if I gave you an apple with a worm in it, you wouldn't eat it. The only way you'll eat it is if you're a person that likes to eat worms. Then you got a two for one. <laughs> I don't know anybody who's willing to eat worms, so I'm going to stick with my opinion as a fact. So don't be the rotten apple trying to save the world. Because really what's happening is you're going to learn real quick. No one gives a shit about what you think because you are the rotten apple. And that's a hard place to be in. It's cold, but I got to serve it that way. Okay? So choose better for yourself first and foremost before you try and save somebody else. Now, another thing I want to shed some light on is that you can really never obtain prosperity or wealth when all you do is think and talk about your lack thereof. Okay? You may have not looked at it from this perspective, but a lot of us have this mentality, right? I'm broke because I live here. I'm broke because I don't have a degree, I don't have a diploma. Or I can't get this job because I don't have that diploma. I don't qualify because I don't have the skill set. I don't qualify because of this. Oh, it's because I'm that. You, you know what I mean? Although some of those things might be true to a degree, and that degree was a temporary one, right? So don't forget what I said, that poverty begins as a temporary situation. This is the same thing. You believe that idea about yourself and why you haven't achieved certain things, and that's temporary. But something has to change. And when that change hits you, that's when that temporary situation is replaced with something more permanent because now your belief and your mindset and your thinking has changed. But it's got to be for permanency. So the same way someone thinks, oh, I can never be as rich as this other person, they thought about it, they believe it. That's the problem. So they'll stay that way. That's not meant for me. I don't deserve that because I'm from this corner of the world. It's a mindset. So back about money, back to money, okay? When you think you lack it, you're always going to lack it. That becomes your norm. And really, this is a simple fact, <laughs> of course, of opinion, my opinion. But the point is, when you dwell on the lack of, it only creates more lack, right? And, I, and I'll go back to an old analogy I used a while ago. You might have a great opportunity to share with somebody that's close to you, whatever the situation is, okay? And it's going to allow them to prosper financially. And they say to you, nah, I ain't got no money for that. I can't afford it. But have the latest thing that they're addicted to go on sale or be available for purchase. Whether it be shoes, whether it be music, whether it be uh, attend an event, Whatever it is, they will find the money to purchase and own that thing. Even if it means they got to go in debt even further. Okay? So what I'm talking about dwelling on the lack only creates more lack is because 
that individual is comfortable where they are and nobody or nothing can help them until they decide they want to be helped or they want something different. But when all you think about is what you're addicted to and what you know and you're not willing to change, don't anticipate change is going to show up at your door and say, here I am. Take me. Just some food for thought, folks. Now, <clears throat> we're midpoint through the show, um, or three quarters, whatever you want to call it, but uh, there's a quote I want to share with you, right? There's a second quote, and we're still talking about value, right? So this quote reads, a dime and a $50 gold piece have the same value when both are resting on the sidewalk. Okay, now, that $50 gold piece can be anything. It could be a $50 bill. It could be a $100 bill. It could be um, a gold chain. It could be anything that has potential value. But listen to this, the quote again. A dime and a $50 gold piece have the same value when both are resting on the sidewalk. That basically means if, it's, if they're both on the sidewalk and no one sees them, they don't mean anything. They don't value anything. There's no value to them. They're just pieces of items on the sidewalk. They're dirt. Until you or I come across it and we see it and we pick it up and we say, hmm, I got a dime. And guess what? I was short a dime and I wanted to make this purchase. Now you see the value in that dime. Or you picked up the $50 um, gold piece and you said, oh, wow. I can pawn this or I can sell it. I can auction it and make some money off of it. So I can use that money to do what I want to do. Now there's value in it. But until we make, we took the action to pick them up, they were just pieces of items resting on the sidewalk. Think about that seriously. The value in things is manifested only when you pick them up and use them as they are intended to be used. And this should be applied to yourself on a daily basis. What is your value? Ask yourself that. What is my value to this world or this relationship or this situation or any situation you find yourself in? Ask yourself, what is my value? Whether it's your employment, Anything. Because if you don't know what you're worth, you might as well be that dime or a 50 gold piece on that sidewalk. Okay? So think about that. Your value is only manifested when you apply yourself and utilize your resources as they are intended to be utilized effectively. I want to leave you guys with that one. But um, before I segue into the next little bit, there's something else that I noticed. And I've been talking about it. I've been talking about value, watching other people's pockets, right? Never watch other people's pocket, okay? Never watch other people's pockets. It ain't going to feed you. It ain't going to do nothing for you. Besides make, make you a bitter person. And if it doesn't make you bitter, then it's going to make you resentful. So what I want to say to you is never watch other people's pockets and learn to let go of resentment. 
you have to learn to let go of resentment. Resentment lives in the past, but very similar to the past, it loves to occupy space in the present. Okay? It serves you no good to hang on to resentment. Matter of fact, it takes away from you. And on that note, I want to leave you with this, okay? Remember that whatever you put out into life, life will give back to you. However, whatever you take from life, life will also take from you. Okay? That's just karma. And with that in mind, the question really is, how would you assess your own character and integrity? If you were to look in the mirror today, right now, and ask yourself, am I an honest person? Will my character stand the test of time in the eyes of all those I came in contact with? And what about my integrity? What was the value in my words, my actions, when it came to others that I helped or touched or had a relationship with? So really consider that. How would you assess your own character and integrity? Okay? Too many of us are out here investing more into the material gains the social relevancy, the public perception, the exception, and wonder why we aren't accomplishing the goals and the dreams that we have for ourselves. None of those things, none of them have any value to your vision or your goals. But we are so devoted to them and trying to get them. Just some food for thought. See, because I have moments like this all the time. And occasionally I'll share them with you just like I am with this episode, right? But one thing about me is I pride myself in not giving a damn what others, others think of me. And that's only because I'm truly comfortable with the person that I am and the person that I'm working to become every single day. My visions and plans for my family and close friends are the only things that provide some inspiration and drive. But ultimately, I do the things that intrigue me and challenge me to be a better person in this universe. That's it. Not in the eyes of anybody else, just for me. Why? Because it brings me peace. And that peace is my happiness. So when I say that, and I've said it previously in, in, you know, in the past as well, I say to some of my close friends all the time, they ask me, How do you get to the point where you don't care what others think? Well, the question really is, how did I get to the point where all I thought about was what other people think or thought? And what does it really matter? I'll leave you with that. I want to thank all my listeners for joining me this week. Please don't forget to check out the website and pick up one of my books, uh, The Best of Graves, which is a children's book, as well as the scriptures from the sidewalk, a book of poetry. I also have a good friend of mine's book on the website, uh, which is Tears Before the Rain. So pick up a copy of that. If you're into poetry, great words uh, to help you get through your days. And the website is graymilespublishing.com. One of our sponsors is also Graham Bear. Check out grahambear.ca and pick up some hair accessories for the kids. Uh, Mommy and me, daddy and me, uh, pieces and packages. We got beanies going on, uh, turban wraps. And so forth. So don't forget to um, check out that website, support them. It's all about local businesses and authors 
Uh, if you have any local business that you'd like for us to shout out on the show, just hit me up with a message and uh, I'll be more than happy to see how we can support one another. Without further ado, thank you. Until next episode, love, peace, and nappiness. <laughs>